the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Many Republicans acknowledge that former President Donald Trump's multiple legal troubles could imperil his quest for a second term. All of which means one of you could wind up the leader of the free world. Having said that, Mr. Trump is nearly 50 points ahead of all of you in the national polls. 29 points ahead in Iowa, where the GOP caucuses are less than six weeks away. And so, as Republicans get ready to vote on whether any of you might be preferable to Mr. Trump, we begin with the question of electability. Governor DeSantis, your campaign and its super PAC have spent the most money had the most high net worth donors, and had a wave of momentum coming into this race after your big re-election win in Florida. You were seen by many as the candidate most likely to consolidate the non-Trump field. But here we are, a month out from the first real votes, and you haven't managed to do it. In fact, Nikki Haley is beating you in New Hampshire and South Carolina now, and closing in on you in Iowa, not to mention Trump who is not only dominating in the early states, but is beating you in Florida by over 30 points. Is it fair to say, as Senator Tim Scott did when he dropped out, that voters are telling you not no, but not now? Wow. Uh, That was Megyn Kelly last night at the Junior Varsity Presidential Debate uh, in uh, Alabama. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Wow, Megan Kelly just eviscerated. It was it was really so you felt you, you sort of felt bad for little Boots DeSantis there. The poor little fellow just shriveled up on the stage as uh, as Megan Kelly just went after him. That was the first question of the night. And uh, folks, it I got to tell you, God bless Megan Kelly. I thought she was the actual winner of the JV presidential debate last night. She just, she really dominated, and she moderated a debate as as a debate should have been moderated. We've we've got a lot going on today, and uh, we're going to be doing um, a, a deep dive into what happened there. President Trump in court today. Uh, the president, by the way, uh, just said that uh, here he is, up 40 points. He ought to be campaigning in Iowa. Instead, he's got to be in a courthouse, and he, he's not wrong about that, but I, I will say Winners and losers, aside from Megyn Kelly, who I think was the overall champ last night, you know, a lot of people are saying that it was Ron DeSantis. Boots DeSantis did a great job. Nikki Haley, some people are saying it was a horrible night for Nikki Haley. Um, I'm curious to hear from you. 
Who do you think the winner was last night? Who do you think the winner of that debate was? I I want to posit a, a thought here. I think the winner was Vivek Ramaswamy. I thought Ramaswamy did an amazing job last night, and I and I want to explain what what was going on here. First of all, it's pretty clear to me that Ramaswamy is the most effective attack dog for the president that I've seen. And it, it seems to me that he may be getting some guidance here on on how to go after these other two candidates. Now, a lot of folks are saying it was DeSantis's best night. I know Bill O'Reilly's out there saying that, others. Um, but, but the reason why maybe DeSantis um, looks like he's the winner in the face of the, con- the establishment conservative media is because Ramaswamy directed all of his fire at the other two people on that stage. Krispy Kreme and Nikki Haley. And had Ramaswamy gone after DeSantis with the same fire and fury, um, it, I don't think it would have ended well for 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 Boots. I, I think he would have he would have crumbled. I mean, it was he he could not get past the opening question that Megan Kelly lost. That was just she went nuclear. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how last night went. And I've got a lot to say about this. Our number, and write this number down. we got a brand new number after all these years, uh, 901-260-5926. Again, 901-260-5926. So everybody is now calling uh, Ramaswamy a Nazi. And this is how you know you're, you're over the target. When you're over the target, the media... Your fellow Republicans, the Democrats, will call you a Nazi. And that's that's what they're calling Vivek Ramaswamy this morning. Uh, Fox and Friends, they Fox and Friends realized that Nikki Haley got damaged last night. So uh, Fox has been in damage control mode all morning. And they sent little Brian Kilmeade, uh, little Brian, uh, they sent him out to to do the um, to do the damage control going after Ramaswamy. And look, I, I get it. You know, Nikki Haley is is their candidate. They they're they're making the pivot from DeSantis to Nikki Haley because that's where all the big money's going and that's where the establishment is going. But you've got all these folks out there uh calling Ramaswamy a Nazi. So understand this and a lot of people just have short-term memories. We don't have a short-term memory uh, issue here on the Todd Stearns radio program because our knowledge banks are vast and deep, and we make sure that they are filled with facts. And when you go back into the annals, yes, I said annals, the annals of history, you will find that not only did they call Vivek Ramaswamy a Nazi, not only did they call Donald John Trump a Nazi, but they also called George W. Bush a Nazi. And a lot of people seem to forget this. Uh, you've got a lot of conservatives out there in the um, in the establishment world, and and they're saying, you know, never in the history of, of the party have uh, we ever had a candidate like, like, um, uh, like Donald Trump. He's Hitler. He's Hitler. I mean, look at some of the headlines from back during the George W. Bush days. USA Today, teacher to sixth graders, compare Hitler to George W. Bush. 
The New York Times is is Bush Hitler. That was the name. That was the actual title of an opinion piece from 2007. Is George W. Bush Hitler? Um, here we go. Uh, Bush grandfather linked to bank with ties to Nazi funding. They even went after his father and Bush's grandfather, Prescott Bush's alleged Nazi ties. <laughs> it just goes on and on, and it's so laughable. But the Republicans seem to forget this. And it's almost as if this has never happened before when it's a regular thing. Uh, you know, if they're going to call you, look, here's the deal. If they're out there and you're a conservative and they're calling you a Nazi, the chances are pretty darn good right now that you're actually doing the right thing. That's the, that is the general, that's the general rule when it comes to these people going out there and calling you a Nazi. And by the way, most of the time when that happens, they're the ones who are the Nazis. I'm just telling you. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Wow, Krispy Kreme. He was getting leveled by uh, Ramaswamy. We've got a lot of great audio here. Cut number two. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. Well, I mean, it was really ugly. They were get, they got into a big shouting match, and, and we'll try to pull that audio because they were calling each other dumbass and yeah, get your ass off this. I mean, it was really, it was like a PG-13 debate there. And uh, not that they were going to get into fisticuffs, only because Chris, Chris, it would have taken Chris a little while to get over there uh, to, to duke it out with Ramaswamy. But Ramaswamy was going where Republican candidates normally don't go. And I appreciate the fact that he... Ramaswamy went out there and he called these people out and he especially called out Nikki Haley and a lot of people are wondering how is it this woman earned so much money I mean she is a multi-millionaire now cut number four she said that I have a woman problem Nikki I don't have a woman problem you have a corruption problem and I think that that's what people need to know Nikki is corrupt this is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from criticism. You. Oh, jeez, Alou. And by the way, go make me a sandwich and make one for Chris Christie too, Nikki. That's what I would have said if I'd have been up there. I look, I, he's not wrong. He is, he is not wrong. As a matter of fact, Nikki Haley, and, and he illustrated this, uh, and it's, it's a terrific point talking about how, um, Nikki Haley goes out there and she does play the identity politics card. Well, the only people who need to get this job done are women who wear high heels. And so then when, uh, Ramaswamy brings that point up and he says, well, wait a second. What's this about how high heels? How, how dare you? How dare you, you evil mad man? You just, you're a woman hater, Vivek. You're a woman hater. 
It's what she does. What do you want? I mean, it's who she is. So anyway, Ramaswamy's out there, and he literally destroyed everybody on that stage, except for DeSantis. He held the fire back for DeSantis. But there was a lot going on there. Oh, a Krispy Kreme got into a shouting match. Cut number nine. I will go in and wreak havoc on this bureaucracy. You will see people fired, and we are going to bring a reckoning for how this government here's, handled listen, here's COVID-19. What, here's, 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 now, Chris, you had your chance to wax eloquent on Donald yeah, Trump. You've been doing it all this whole race. Why doesn't he just answer the question? The question was very direct. Is he fit to be president or isn't he? The rest of the speech is interesting, but completely non-responsive. And if we were in a courtroom, they'd strike the answer and say, Governor DeSantis. No, they you're wouldn't. A smart, they would say that you're a they, smart they would man. Argue that the, no, they would. No, they wouldn't. They would Chris. strike the answer no, they because you're not answering you it. Just is he don't fit? Like, you is have he your, fit? You have no. your thing. Is he you fit or isn't he? Thing. No, I don't have my thing. We don't. He's the thing. Is we he do fit or isn't he? Do you're talking about him being 80 years old. It doesn't mean that somebody is he fit? Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, let's have a fit or isn't he? No, Governor DeSantis, let's Ron, I think we have an opportunity to do somebody who is in the public. Yes. We don't have to no worry about all I'm this stuff with Ron Santa. We can get it done. And we'll do it. I'm going to come to you. Wait, whose thing? What thing are we? What are we talking about? Here? Wow. Uh, so they were going at it. They had a lot of that going on last night. Winners and losers, ladies and gentlemen. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six is our number. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304. And start investing today. We'll never put Ukraine in Russia and then trust Putin not to have a relationship with China. Let me tell you something. That's no That's reasonable. not my deal. That's that, not my deal, Yes, Chris. it's exactly what I'll, you said. I'll you do this at every debate. I'll just, I'll you say, exactly no, what no, I'm no, don't interrupt me. I didn't deals. interrupt you. Okay? You say this. You do this. You do this at every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say what? No, I'm not done yet. Well, this is now look. This is not this is the fourth debate, the fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So <laughs> shut up for a while. I'm going to respond to that. I want to say something else. I'll take that. I want to say something else. We're now 25 minutes into this debate. 
And he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence. Not her positions, her basic intelligence. She doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find. Look, if you want to disagree on issues, that's fine. And Nikki and I disagree on some issues. But I'll tell you this, I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. And while we disagree about some issues and we disagree about who should be president of the United States, what we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting her. Well, good for, good for you, Chris Christie, standing up for the woman on the stage because she could not stand up for herself. She looked shell-shocked because she realized that Ramaswamy got her. She couldn't name any region, any region that she wanted to defend in, um, in Eastern Europe. Not a one. Just stood there like a deer in headlights. And by the way, Christy did too. But anyway, good for you, Ramaswamy. He, man, he got under their skin. But you may, look, and you may not like Ramaswamy, and we've had conversations about that, about tone and tenor. But what he was saying was the absolute truth. And those candidates there could not handle the truth. They could not. Let's go to the phones, 901-260-5926. Dave in North Carolina Dave, what did you think about the debate last night? Didn't watch it, and I saw highlights of it later on TV, and now we're hearing about it all day, and that's why my standing on this is I will vote for the biggest adult in the room. I am tired of them acting like kids, and I'll tell you why. We're at the edge of throwing away the next election. We're not focusing on how they're going to do election fraud, and we know that they are, and when I say they, I mean the Democrats. It, the election's going to come down to one Republican or one Democrat. They're trying to figure out how to do it. And we don't hear them out there like two-year-olds squabbling over little stuff and picking each other apart. If they came out tomorrow, if the Democrats came out tomorrow and said, AOC and Satan in 2026 every, or 2028, everybody would be behind that. And then they would, they would go at each other behind their backs and behind closed doors. But you know what? Everybody that's running as a Republican is out there tearing each other apart, and this is this is getting worse. The name calling and everything else. If if and conservative talk radio is just as bad because. Wait, 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 wait. How are we just as bad? I'm going to tell you. That's why I said because in the beginning, and I, I remember when you said on your show, you said, you know, everybody's got to put on their big boy pants and deal with Trump. So hope you got the merches on because in the beginning, before DeSantis even declared his candidacy, everybody would, he's no good. He's this, he's that. And everybody, you know, Trump is the all whatever. Everybody with their idolatrous stand on Trump's the answer to everything. And he just, he's just a guy. And here's the thing. No, I want you, Dave, I'm letting you talk here, but I'm not understanding. Why are you blaming people like me and talk radio? Because. Everybody who's picking somebody else apart, let the process play out. Let the primaries go. And the same with the candidates. Well, the process, this is part of the process, Dave. This is part of the process. You've got the candidates up there, and they're calling out the policies and the hypocrisy. They're saying one thing, doing another, and the candidates are going back and forth. They're doing it like children. You go up there and you say, this is where you stand on this, yes or no? And this is how I'm going to correct it. This is the strong point. This is the way forward. 
something positive. I mean, it's all this tearing apart. It, there's Where's the positivity? Where was the positivity in any of it? Well, the positivity is Donald John Trump. Uh, he's above the fray right now. Oh, Dave. Dave. Hello, Dave. Uh, Got to go, folks. Uh, 901-260-5926. Are we the problem, ladies and gentlemen? Talk radio, are we the problem? 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. To broaden my horizons this uh, Christmas season, and you know how it is when you live in a town, and uh, sometimes there's just so much stuff happening that you never really get around to doing things. Like, for example, um, if, if you live in New York City, if you're born and raised and you live in New York City, chances are you're probably not going to go to the Statue of Liberty, right? So it's there, it's a big tourist attraction, and you just, you just don't go because you see it every day. And the same thing, I think, here in Memphis. We have Graceland, for example, uh, Elvis's home, and uh, most people don't go. If you live here, you don't go. The tourists go. So anyway, um, I, I put out a little note on uh, social media. I said, what are some must-do Christmas activities here in Memphis in the Mid-South? And and some of them were actually very good. Um, the, the big singing Christmas tree celebration at Bellevue Baptist Church, a cast of a thousand the Stearns family will be there Friday, so if you're if you're in the audience, uh, stop by and say hello. They're expecting thousands of people uh, to attend the performances, and then there are things like um, the town square in Collierville, which is a, and the Peabody lobby with the big uh, Christmas ornaments there. But I I noticed Ben Dieter that most of the replies on my uh, feed um, when I say what are some must some must do Christmas activities. Most of them involve purchasing guns and Kevlar. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would be they would be accurate. It's bad, Todd. It's bad out here. Santa had to armor plate the the bottom of the carriage of the sleigh just in case. The Rudolph and the the reindeer that bring you your your presents this year. I, I worry for them, especially if they have to take the interstate. They're done. Anyway, I wonder if they put the little Santa hats on the ducks at the Peabody Hotel. You've not have you you frequent the Peabody often? I, I do. Have I, you been down there for Christmas? Yeah, I have been down there for Christmas. It's very nice. Do they put the Santa hats on the ducks? I haven't. That's why I haven't seen the ducks. So I don't know. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm, 
little uh, little ducks that had the five ducks and they walk down the red carpet and they um you know frolic about in the uh, beautiful italian fountain you're a duck master you should know these things. I, I was a former duck master this is true well not former i guess once you're a duck master you're always, always. a duck master so mm-hmm. me and oprah we've got that in common and running marathons well that too <laughs> and eating a bucket of chicken <laughs> so it is what it is uh let's go to Let's go to Murph in Germantown, Tennessee, uh, listening to us on the Mighty 990 KWAM. Hey, Murph, what's going on? Dr. Starnes, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Just caught bits and pieces of your show this morning. And it's amazing what people want to call, what uh, people call a president when they call him a Nazi. If you want to talk about two Nazi presidents, let's go all the way back to Abraham Lincoln. And you can go forward to Franklin D. Roosevelt if you really are serious about calling presidents Nazis because those two were virtual dictators with uh, the the party in power and and the party that they were in. I I think, Murph, and and, and by the way, Murph, you are a retired um, public school history teacher, so you're a student of history. Uh, it's it's always been my thought going back and looking at what FDR did uh, over his terms in office. That is is it fair to say that we are in the condition we are in as a nation, maybe socially, uh, as a result of the policies that FDR implemented, uh, to a certain extent on the economic scale and on the government uh, spending scale. Everybody you know considers the New Deal is still here, and then you get. Truman Square deal, and uh, that philosophy has not, la- and it also went through up, you know, through the Great Society. Well, that yeah, LBJ, which was the raw deal, but they call it what the Great yeah. Society. Yeah, that's- exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, regarding this debate last night, I didn't watch it because it's just so frustrating from coming from an educator's standpoint. A lot of the blame has to go on the moderators and the questions because the questions that are asked have very little to do with the actual constitutional duties of an American duly elected president. He is to execute the laws of Congress. We're going to have, for example, we're going to have an open border and unlimited money printing as long as our fellow citizens sit on their duff and elect the kind of people that believe in that theory of government. And the questions that are asked of these candidates, a president cannot control the economy. A president is, how can I put it, uh, defined to defend the country and follow the the laws passed by Congress. A president cannot control transportation and he cannot control the supply chain and so on and so forth. So it, it basically the thing, the reason these things get so so wound up is because the questions are so bizarre. And here's an example: this gentleman, yeah, uh, real quick, Robert Swamy was fussing at, at Nikki Haley about accumulating wealth. LBJ was a dirt scratch Texas farmer, public school teacher. He gets elected to the House of Representatives by a mysterious 400 vote that show up on the last night of the election out of a safe in a saddlebag. And from there, he becomes a multi-millionaire. So she's not doing anything 
other than any other person in public life will do. And name me name name how many public servants we know of that are not very well off financially. Just an observation. Well, I think that's a it's a fair question. I would say right out of the gate, our current Speaker of the House, um, Mike Johnson, who is a man of. I mean, he's a, a middle-class guy. You know, he doesn't have a lot of money in the bank. Uh, does He's not a multi-bazillionaire. Um, and, and there are others up on Capitol Hill like that. Uh, but you go back to LBJ, of course, he married into money. Uh, the wife, uh, Lady Bird, uh, her family owned radio stations and TV stations there in Texas. So he married into that and uh, then made a, made a killing in D.C. Murph, got to run. Good hearing from you, sir. Appreciate that. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Maine, W-L-O-B. Webb, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Um, basically, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy was the only one I heard defend capitalism, which made this country. And as far as everyone getting all in, uh, as they say, upset about uh, his direct and sometimes not nice approach, look at the situation of the country. That makes things so that you have to tell the truth. And telling all the nice little lies you want does not make them go away. And and Rebecca is right on the money as far, and I think he'd make a great vice president, right on the money as far as turning this country around and not listening to all the pep that most of them try to peddle. And, Wed, that's what was so brilliant is he was calling him out on it last night. And I think the young people have a phrase for this. He was getting up in their grill uh he did he was it was he was like one of those little tiny pit bulls and uh, just going after him and and they could not fight back because they knew he was telling the truth and he was exposing them which is why uh crispy cream got all like you know you're a jackass you're you know you're you're a blowhard okay fine that may be the case but where am i wrong and so there you go Webb, i'm with you i liked i liked ramaswamy do I think he could be president? No, no, I don't. But he could be a he could be an a, he could be very effective within the Trump administration, and and I think that's we got a little piece of that last night. Thank you for that call. Is it just me, or is Ron DeSantis looks like he's on something when when he's at these debates? I I don't think he is. Is he nervous? Are these just nervous twitches and glitches and? The way he shifts from side to side, and uh, he puts the hand on the hip a lot. It was just—it's off-putting. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, let's go to Paul in Gainesville, Georgia. Paul, first of all, I know you want to talk about about the debate. Did you watch the debate last night? No, that—that's why I feel that I was the winner because I didn't watch the debate. But what I did think uh i watched the iowa iowa state women's basketball game which was spectacular however um i do think we've got a problem in our conservative radio stations where we do put um put names on the candidates and you know even though i would not be for him DeSantis may be our republican candidate and i think saying things like boots DeSantis does not 
do anything to help the Republican Party or the conservative agenda. Why not? Well, if he gets to be a candidate, don't you feel that everybody in the Democratic Party will be nicknaming him Boots? Well, I hope so. I mean, we really want to be that influential, Paul. And I look, if it's President Boots, I, I don't have a problem with that. Well, some people would. I think nicknames, giving people derogatory nicknames, no matter who they are. Well, wait, what, why is it? Why is Boots derogatory? Because it's clearly because he's short. Well, look, if I wanted to poke fun at Ron DeSantis for being short, I would have called him Stiletto. Uh, but I didn't. I called him Boots. I'm being rather generous, actually. I don't think so. Stiletto DeSantis. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't flow as 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 well look here's the reason paul and 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 this is nothing new uh they were doing things a lot worse back in the 17 and 1800s with the presidential candidates so i I think they can take a little bit of good-natured ribbing you don't hear that on the democratic side well i you're right um instead of calling someone boots they flat out call them racist and i would uh, direct your attention to the obama uh hillary clinton Democrat primary battle where Obama, the Obamaites literally uh, convinced the, the Democrats of South Carolina that Bill Clinton was a racist, hated black people. My point still stands. What, uh, what the, well, I just gave you the, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but the fact of the matter is Democrats are dirty and devious. We're poking fun. All right, Paul, appreciate that call. Really, is it to, so? We've had two callers now that say talk radio. We're the we're the ones responsible for the chaos and the carnage in the Republican Party right now. Is that true? Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six is our number. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. We're going to get to Robert and Jackson in just a minute. I've I've got to share this story with you because it is mind blowing. No Jews allowed. That is the rule in a coffee shop in Oakland, California. The name of the coffee shop is Farley's East. And a Jewish lady came in. I guess she ordered a cup of coffee. And um, you know how it is with people of a certain age. Uh, you know, you get a cup of coffee and uh, you got to go You got to go to the, um, the bathroom, the lavatoire. It happens, Dieter, when you get older. So uh, the woman asked to use the restroom. And the employee said, no, uh, you are not allowed into the bathroom because you're Jewish. Apparently, she had complained that there was some anti-Semitic graffiti in the coffee house. And so they refused to let her in the bathroom. And so the woman turns on her camera and she says, are you kidding me? And they said, that, I mean, they were using really anti-Semitic slurs in the conversation. One of the staffers says, I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own, um, and talking about the woman wanting to use the bathroom. She wasn't wanting to take over the bathroom. She was just wanting to use the bathroom. In the bathroom, there was a slogan, Zionism equals fascism. Again, this is Farley's East Coffee Shop. And this is where we are right now, ladies and gentlemen, where you have three coffee shop staffers telling the Jews, you're not welcome in here. Go drink your coffee somewhere else. You see what's happening in this country, folks? It is happening before our very eyes, and it is a very fast and slippery slope. But this Jew hatred 
is going to get worse, as we saw with the university presidents up on Capitol Hill. Got to take a break. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. We've got the video of the interaction between the uh, coffee shop staffers and the poor Jewish lady over on our Rumble channel. Uh, Just look for Todd Starnes and uh, you'll see our verified Rumble channel. And by the way, you can also watch us on Rumble. Uh, Let's get to the phones here. 901-260-5926. Robert in Jackson, Tennessee uh, wants to weigh in on LBJ. Hi, Robert. What you got for us? Well, I'll just tell you my personal experiences of what I witnessed growing up in Dyer County, just about 70 miles north of you. My good friend, where I grew up out in the country with, his dad was a deputy sheriff in 1968 when I was 16 in an election. He said, he said uh, you want to go be my dad? We're going to do something for the sheriff and the, and the uh, others. I said, what are we going to do? He said, well, just keep your mouth shut. We're, we're going to do this. We took two big truckloads and went over to Missouri, crossed the river on the ferry. There's a big warehouse there. I later learned the Dixie Mafia ran it. They they supplied bootleggers all over West Tennessee. We picked up two truckloads of half pints of whiskey, $27,000 in cash, took it to the judge's barn at Rowellen, Tennessee. Later, the people, they he said, will come by the jail. They'll be given $25 half a pint of old charter, and a list of the Democrats to vote for. That was 1968 before voting machines. And they also, that his dad told me, he says, well, we go pick up the ballot boxes after the polls close. It takes us three or four hours to get back into town some. And I said, what? Some of those places won't take you 10 minutes. He said, well, we have to open them up and make sure the right votes are in there. So... So you're not surprised. So if that Robert, if that was going on back in the 1960s, you have to imagine what's happening now. Well, I was there when that happened, and the only reason I will talk about it now, most of those people are dead, and it's a long time ago. But I, my parents were Republicans then, and we never, we never uh, changed course. And uh, But I was shocked that that went on. He said, don't ever tell nobody about this. And and I didn't. But now that they did, I'll tell it. And after what we saw with Trump, you know, it isn't a lie. Anything can be done. If you've got enough money, you can buy anybody you want to buy. And I tell you, it's just disappointing. But I want to say one quick thing. Real quick, we've I'm got about 30 seconds here. When he played Megan Kelly, I think she was she the moderator on the debate. She she was the moderator. She won. She's the one that won the debate. She won. That is a smart lady, and uh, she won that debate. Robert, I'm with you, hands down. Um, I, I I I said it last night. Appreciate that call, Robert. Um, I said it last night on Twitter. She was the winner. 
because she asked the questions that needed to be asked, and it's a these were all fair questions. And Ron DeSantis could still could not answer why in the world he should still be in the race when he's not making a dent at all in Trump's lead. But again, you know, you want to you want to well, why can't you guys just play nice? Okay, they're calling us Nazis. So you can't play nice in the sandbox when somebody is calling you Adolf Hitler. That's not how that works. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, coming up, uh, we've got a great radio roundtable. Congresswoman Debbie Lesko is going to be here. Also, Congressman Greg Stubbe, your calls as well. 901-260-5926, our brand-new number. Write that down, and we'll be right back, America. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Hour 2 of The Big Show. Good to have you with us today. A lot going on out there, and uh, we've got a lot of stories to get to. Uh, Coming up in just a little while, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko is going to join us. Also, uh, Congressman Greg Stubbe is going to be here. And a little bit later on the uh, Newsmax TV show, we have Carol Swain. Uh, You might remember her from back in our Fox days. Uh, She has some uh, thoughts about Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, a few concerns. So we're going to get to all of that, plus your calls. Our telephone number, write this down, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Five nine two six. Now uh, we have been talking about the debate. Before we jump into our with uh, into it with our guest, I uh, want to share a story out of Axios. And uh, Axios has been talking to people from within the Trump orbit. And by the way, uh, President Trump will be on the show next week, um, and we will ask him about this. But according to Axios, the former First Lady Melania Trump has been the the fiercest supporter of Tucker Carlson. And she has been pushing Tucker Carlson as President Trump's running mate for 2024. And uh, curious to hear your thoughts on that. Do you think Tucker Carlson would make a great VP for Donald John Trump? Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker lines, patriotmobile.com slash Todd, by the way. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd for America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Great to have with us two um, great radio hosts. First, we have Frankie Lax, the host of the Frankie Lax Show on our affiliate, WTJS, and the great Jeff Katz, host of the Jet Jeff Katz Show on WRVA, our great affiliate in Richmond, Virginia. Gentlemen, welcome to you both. Uh, great to be here, Todd. 
Great to be here, Todd. Thanks. Uh, well, Frankie, we're going to start with you. First of all, um, the debate last night, uh, there's been a lot of talk about winners and, and losers. Who do you think came out ahead last night? I think the biggest winner last night, Todd, is News Nation and Megan Kelly and the other moderators. I think that they did a fantastic job. And, you know, Dana Perino, Stuart Varney, they could take supporters from Megan Kelly. I think that she was spot on. But Donald John Trump was the winner going into the debate, and he was the winner coming out of the debate. So it would be interesting to see how many viewers uh, watched last night as those numbers come out later on. But I think that Megyn Kelly did an excellent job, and I heard you earlier uh, say that, and I agree with you 100% about that. All right, so Jeff Frankie is my favorite host of the day because he agrees with me. Uh, what, what's, what say you? Well, I think the biggest winner was probably uh, President Trump, and the uh, the biggest of all winners were those who didn't actually watch the debate, but in a very close <laughs> third position would absolutely be Megyn Kelly, man. That, that was... Uh, that was a home run performance. It was great. I thought the ladies, you know, back in the nineteen fifties uh, and the early, in the, kind of in the early days, or the uh, of, of of our of our um, industry of the radio world, uh, they would do these um, they would do these all female radio stations. All the yeah. DJs would be women, and uh, they'd get these huge ratings. And now I understand why, because those ladies last night, I mean, they just knocked it out of the ballpark. Yeah, it was really, really impressive. And I think News Nation comes as a, as a big winner there. A lot of people exposed to them probably for the uh, for the very first time. And uh, we'll see if that translates into some uh, continued viewership for them. Okay, let's hope not because uh, I am a Newsmax guy. That's correct. So uh, let's, uh, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Which is where all the debate should be, Todd, and you should be on the panel there. Could you imagine the three of us guys moderating oh, the debate? Frankie, yeah. they would have thrown us out of the building. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, with uh, Rhonda McDaniel and the RNC having the uh, audience stacked and, you know, cueing the boos and the ahs, oh. uh, you know, when you know was uh, attacking Nikki Haley. And, you know, I think that uh, he exposed a lot of stuff about Nikki Haley. I think she was, uh, I think she took some big hits last night. And I think that uh, Ron DeSantis' uh, debate with Nelson kind of helped prep him uh, for last night. I think that he, no damage with uh, DeSantis, and I think he did okay. But look, Donald John Trump is the winner, and the m- numbers are not going to move uh, with this. And uh, I don't, yeah, you know, I'm like uh, uh, Mr. Katz. I don't think there's many people that probably watched it. Yeah, Jeff, I, we we do that really as a public service for our listeners. You know, they they have lives, and so we say we will take one for the team, and we'll watch the debates, we'll watch Biden's press conferences, and so I, I will say it was not as painful as I thought, and I just love that Ramaswamy, and and by the way, Fox was on full damage control mode for Nikki Haley today. Man, were they going after Vivek Ramaswamy this morning. Well, I think Nikki Haley, uh, look, I think she's a lovely lady. I've chatted with her. I, I think she did a fine job as governor of South Carolina for the most part. But one of the points where so many are going to move away from her and, and probably never look at her again is when she agreed with Chris Christie and said, you know, the, the government should not be able to outlaw these, these, these surgeries that, uh, mess around with children. And, 
I'm sorry, moms and dads of, of all political stripes are looking at this and saying, I, I want some involvement in how my kids are educated and what happens to them in terms of medical care. And uh, I don't want somebody forcing things on them that result in these surgeries. Because, you know, that's what we have happening, gentlemen, is we've got uh, all sorts of social workers and educators across the country who are telling young ladies well you probably are really a boy so why don't we deal with that and and it's just ruining a whole slew of lives frankie i am curious from your perspective uh, you've got a lot of listeners across western tennessee what are some of the what are some of the issues or, or the top issues that are on the minds of the voters in in tennessee well number one is the border and west tennessee is trump country and they don't want to hear a lot of stuff about desantis and nikki haley I mean, we're solid Trump country in West Tennessee, but, uh, you know, it's just the way it is here in Tennessee. But the border and the economy, those are the two top issues. But I did want to plug Tennessee. And, you know, the post coverage after the debate with uh, News Nation, the winners there, Todd, are from Tennessee. And that would be Tim Burchett and Scotty Nell Hughes. Tim Burchett, man, what a guy. I mean, this guy is so entertaining and, uh, and what a true patriot! I know you know him, but he uh, he had he had a great a great uh, interview after the debate. And of course, uh, Burchett is the uh, congressman from East Tennessee. Um, Jeff, you know when you when you look at, at what's happening in the country right now, and I, I want to do a slight pivot here. Uh, we've been covering these stories about anti-Semitism that have been that have been popping up all over uh, the country. It's just awful when you hear people attacking Trump as being, you know, anti-Jewish when, in fact, he's got grandchildren who are Jewish. Um, he's the one who moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Uh, there has been no greater friend to Israel than President Trump. And yet you've got the Democrats out there, these others that are out there literally calling uh, Donald Trump a Nazi. And by the way, now that's what they're calling Vivek Ramaswamy. That's the new they made that um, that lurch yesterday. And now they're even calling Ramaswamy a Nazi. It, it pains me, uh, Todd, as someone who lost family to the actual Nazis, to uh, to hear that term thrown around in such a cavalier sort of a way. Uh, Donald Trump, as president of the United States, was the best friend that Israel ever had. And I will say that he was the best friend that the, the Jewish people in the United States ever had. Uh, Donald Trump was a passionate defender of Israel. He absolutely was uh, willing to take chances that nobody else would take. He, he brought peace there. And, and let's not kid ourselves what Joe Biden has done by sending billions of dollars to Iran, uh, which then funnels it to its proxy army in Hamas. Uh, Joe Biden is is responsible in, in a very, very large way for what we're seeing right now. Uh, it was the success of Donald Trump's Abrahamic Accords that uh, really put Iran and Hamas into overdrive. And, you know, Frankie, to that point, I've been surprised even here in Tennessee, places like Memphis and Nashville, where you have had these massive protests against the nation of Israel. Uh, these pro-Palestinian folks are all over the place. They are, and it's really surprising to me. I didn't realize that there were so many pro-Palestinian uh, supporters out there until all this came about and it's it's really a, it's really a scary thing and i think it's our universities and these are young people that really don't know history and i think it's important that mr katz and you todd starnes and myself as conservative talk show hosts that we get on the radio and we try to inform people 
of the past and what all this really means. And I heard a segment earlier about a caller called into your program talking about, you know, the conservative talk radio is what's splitting up the Republican Party. Well, that is so far from the truth. We're trying to get out the truth. We're trying to get out the information that the American people need. You know, I have a real job uh, besides my talk radio show, and I do this to try to help my country and my community to educate and get on guests like you to come on and talk about issues so the American people know what's really going on because we're not getting it from the fake news media. So, Cats, can you believe that? people? Uh, we actually had naysayers calling in. I know our buddy Lars Larson, he likes the naysayers. I, I'm kind of feeling a bit ornery today. Well, and I appreciate the fact that you're feeling a bit ornery because uh, you need to be ornery. These are dangerous times. Uh, The three of us understand that, I think, in a way that many others don't. And uh, Frankie's absolutely right. It's our it's our duty to bring the truth to people, to be honest with them, to remind them uh, of what has happened in the past. uh, And and frankly, to call out those who are doing things wrong and give a tip of the hat when somebody does something right uh believe it or not inside that biden white house admiral kirby has has been willing to step up and lecture in in a good way some of these reporters and say no this is when, when you describe what israel's doing as a genocide you either don't understand what the word genocide means or you're on a uh, a political uh, soapbox there and uh, he's been willing to uh, to hold them to account so i i, I have to take my hat off to him all right, guys, we're going to have to leave it there. But, Frankie, this is like your inaugural uh, appearance here on the on the national show. And uh, real quick, just give folks a little bit of a plug, uh, WTJS, uh, the great work you guys are doing, and uh, tell us what time your show is. Well, my show is uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Central Time. You can go to FrankieLikes.com, and we're right down the road from Todd Starnes in Jackson, Tennessee, home of Carl Perkins and Wink Martindale. So it's a beautiful community here, and West Tennessee is – it's God's country, and we're red, and we're Trump supporters, and I'm just glad to live here, and I'm just glad to come on your program, and I appreciate the invite. Today, and, and, and Frankie, by the way, Jeff Katz is real big in the. Uh, are you still real big in the in the professional wrestling world, Jeff Katz? Uh, I I have uh, uh, every once in a while been called out of retirement to do something so here and got, there. Yes, see, so yes, so we, that's why we got to get you to Memphis, and we can all get together for ribs and um, oh. you know a, a, a throwdown or something. I don't Brother, know. I am in. You name the time uh, and the place. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have to have a, a talk radio convention in memphis that's all there is to it love it all right that uh, sounds great guys uh, always great uh, having you on and uh, we appreciate uh, the great work and we love your great listeners uh we're gonna leave it there frankie lax from uh, the great radio station wtjs in jackson tennessee jeff katz host of the jeff katz show on wrva in richmond guys thank you very much guys we've got to take a break our telephone number 901 901- Two six zero five nine two six. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. By the way,
break, Jackson, Tennessee, uh, where the home of WTJS, our great affiliate. They've also got the Casey Jones Village. If you've got kids, even if you don't have kids, it's really a fun thing, especially if you love trains. Uh, it's it's a great story there at the Casey Jones Village, an amazing restaurant. So if you want some good old-fashioned southern cooking, uh, you got to stop off. at the, It's right off of Interstate 40. You, you can't miss it. Uh, but it's also the home of Rockabilly. So if you if you like the Rockabilly, uh, that's where it all started, uh, right there in Jackson, Tennessee. It's one of those fun towns to take a day trip to. And so is Richmond, Virginia, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful part of the country there. Uh, I want to go back. We've got a little update here on this uh, story. The Jewish woman who was banned from using a bathroom at a coffee house. Now, Ben Dieter, I know you're a big coffee connoisseur. Uh, you're a Starbucks guy. I am, and watch. I don't want the angry emails. But you're not a liberal. No, I I admit there are some places where I have a blind spot. Target is one of them, and I own it. That's what you've oh, got to you do. You may be a liberal. Yeah. Oh, geez, Lou. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, the, the coffee shop is now admitting that three of their staffers told the Jewish woman, no Jews allowed in the bathroom. What is this, Poland? So, like... So we had the video up on ToddSterns.com, and I don't mean to speak ill of people or paint with a with a broad brush. And uh, this one gal, she's got the blue hair, and she's got the flannel, and she's wearing a lot of flannel. She's like a female Chris Christie. Is that a fair description? It her her shirt that she's wearing the the flannel flannel that Todd is referring to looks like. I mean, I come from a big family, and my mom would lay out this beautiful tablecloth for our ginormous dinner table. She's wrapped up in that. Yeah. I think the same size. Yeah. it's And, and cl- you know what's really sad? Why is she wearing a mask, Todd? So she's wearing the mask, but she's also, it looks like her food coloring that she put in the hair, <laughs> it has like seeped onto her forehead. Kind of like Rudy Giuliani when he started sweating, uh, remember the, the sweating the, uh, the hair coloring? Mm-hmm. That was unfortunate. <laughs> So anyway, why why is it that all these people look the same? Whenever you hear about like the pink hat wearing crowd or the Antifa people, they all look and smell the same. Yeah, and, have you and, noticed that? And, and they all tend to work at coffee shops. Unfortunately, local terrible. coffee shops, the baristas, the barista bros, I they are all the same breed. They're a breed, and and if you look, there's an Asian girl standing there, then there's a black girl, and they also look like this big girl. They're all dressed up and they're all wearing masks. She's a big one, a big one. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, that man, that guy is just weird. So he shows up at Penn State. I guess he was invited to give a speech and nobody showed up. And there are photographs of, of Mr. Mulvaney in his female garb and just row after row after row after row of empty seats at Penn State, Ben Dieter. Well, I mean... He's ero- I mean, this is what day four hundred and sixty-five of being a girl for him, and now I guess he's irrelevant as he's gone into a new year. Todd, the the guy is radioactive, toxic, and and he's blaming it on I don't know conservatives or women. That's that's not terrible. true because what's the fe- Riley Gaines showed up to Penn State. She was kicked off, but I mean, she drew bigger crowds. Huge. Ninety percent of them were probably protesting her, but at least she got attention Mm -hmm. it's true it's true anyway uh not good news for dylan mulvaney and i don't think bud light's ever going to be able to recover from this 
No. I, I, I think it's it's sad, but again, when you go woke, you go broke, as they say, and uh, Bud Light, I hope they learned a lesson. I don't know if they did. I, yeah. I just don't know. Anyway, oh, by the way, there's uh, this, uh, this story, by the way, is from the Daily Wire, and they've got a new movie. You know, they're doing movies over there, and they have one called Lady Ballers, <laughs> which is... <laughs> The, they're calling it the decade's most triggering comedy. I've got to watch that. I just, I just can't keep subscribing to stuff. You know what I mean? I think it used, I think my old cable bill was cheaper than what I'm doing now. Oh, got to take a break here, everybody. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the Todd Stern Show. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna call it audible here. I've got, I'm gonna be doing a lot of traveling uh, over the uh, Yuletide season, the Christmas season, into New Year, uh, the New Year. And I, I'm curious, are there any, um, are there any things that I need to go, any things off the beaten path that I, I need to go see uh, this Christmas? I'm, you know, working on a list uh, for here in in Memphis where I live. Uh, but but I'm curious, and by the way, there was a lot of cool stuff happening in the Mid-South. I had no idea. But um, if, if there's something in your town, maybe you say, Todd, you need to come to, I don't know, Podunkville, Utah. Uh, you need to come and, and, and check us out. Well, give us a call and let us know if there's something really cool for Christmas happening in your neighborhood. Uh, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Also, our good friend Mary Walter and uh, Ben Teeter, I know you've already watched this, but our, our good friend Mary Walter hosted Grace Baker, the executive producer of this program, on her Mary Walter radio program. Question to Grace by Mary Walter, and I quote, Grilled. Is Todd a tyrant? End quote. Oh, you caught that part of it? I did caught you? that part. Mm-hmm. And right. so if you guys want to hear the response, is Todd Starnes a tyrant? You have to go check it out. I'm terrible. I'm just brutal. It's, Were you live texting the host? I thought I saw your name on Mary's phone. You may have. You were directing the conversation. I, no, I was just, I was I was pointing something out. Uh, she was asking how Grace books guests for the show, and I said sometimes she likes to book guests that she might have a crush on in the Hollywood world. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, she kind of she kind of has. I, I so you call out your EP. Do I say Jesus a lot? Todd, it's your brand. I mean, we have people running really? around the city with Jesus shirts on. It's mm. literally it's your custom thing. Jesus mm. I had no idea. Anyway, Mary had a lot of fun at my expense, but Grace did a great job. I was surprised the dog did not make a guest appearance. No, or Mister Producer, or Mister Producer. Anyway, if you want to go watch, it's a great, it's seriously, what is it, an hour? 
90 minutes, it's a, it, you got to watch it all. Once you start watching, you're not going to stop. It's a lot of fun, a lot of inside baseball, and Grace uh, shares what it's like to work on the show. And I told her, whatever you want to talk about, you can talk about. Except for what's not included in the NDA. That's true. No, I'm just kidding. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You target shopper. All right. Turn off oh, his mic. Wow. So now we're getting, you and I are both getting text messages from Grace. This is not good. All right. Uh, but anyway, go to Mary Walter. Uh, it's Mary Walter Radio, and you can watch. A lot of people say, what does Grace look like? Uh, well, you'll be able to see because uh, she is on the video uh, podcast there at uh, Mary Walter Radio. Uh, you can search for that at YouTube. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. James and oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, let's hold tight. Hold tight for James. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. I don't know what is wrong with me today. Uh, we have our good friend, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Debbie, I'm so sorry. I Dylan's like, Todd, what are you doing? We've got Congresswoman Lesko on the line. <laughs> well, thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. And uh, I have an idea for you for Christmas. Come to Arizona. We have a lot of great things in Arizona. And the weather is beautiful on Christmas time. Is that right? So what? how do you guys oh, do the yeah. Christmas there? Because it's always like 300 degrees. <laughs> well, it's about 70 degrees around Christmas time. And, you know, instead of having snowmen, they use like the mesquite bushes, the, the, the dried up mesquite bushes and they stack those on top of each other to make a snowman is that right oh that's so do you have yeah. so do you have traditions there in the lesco family for for christmas yeah, i think the same traditions as everyone else because i grew up in wisconsin right when there was, was snow but now we don't have snow but you know we just have family together i have everybody over to my house and we have ham and mashed potatoes and pies and you name it it will be a kind of like a potluck you had me at, uh, at ham. my house with a bunch of people you had me at ham debbie i i'm i'm there i, I think this is brilliant look uh we haven't had you on since you made the big announcement uh, that um our favorite person in congress has decided to call it a day so you are you're, you're heading back home yeah, after a year. So I'll finish out my term because, my goodness, I can't resign. Then we wouldn't. We might not even have a Republican majority. We keep losing people over here. And I'll, I'll finish my term so I have another year to go. Then who knows what my future holds? I don't think I'll just retire, you know, because I'll get too bored. But whatever I do, I'm going to do it based out of Arizona so I can be a new family. What what I love about you is you you just have this great spirit about you, and you're a rock solid conservative, uh, and you you really never deviated from your campaign promises. And, and I'm curious, how difficult was that for you to do when you when you went to Washington? Well, it wasn't difficult to de you know that I didn't deviate from my conservative policies, but this place is frustrating as heck. I tell you what, I think it was a, it was a good thing and a bad thing that I served in the Arizona legislature before coming for Congress. The bad thing is that I was chair of the Ways and Means Committee and I was chair of Appropriations Committee in the Arizona legislature, and uh, I was used to getting things done here. Oh my goodness, it's hard to get anything done, and sometimes that's good but sometimes when you're trying to push conservative things and push back on the biden administration it's frustrating as heck 
You know, I, I, I hear that and, and I see that from so many people. Uh, I think Doug Collins, when, uh, when he left uh, the house, uh, was, was just as, as, as frustrated. What, you know, looking back on all this now, uh, what is it that needs to change or, or can that change? Can the environment change in, in Washington? Well, I think we, you know, everything is about elections and it's about the math. So I I think we could get more done, certainly if we kept the Republican majority in the House and then got a Republican majority in the Senate and got a Republican president uh, in the next election. And so that makes it easier. But then, unfortunately, Republicans have a a bit of a history of fighting amongst ourselves, which sometimes is good, you know, because we're fighting for the right causes. But it, it Democrats seem to push their radical, crazy ideas uh, through when they have power. And we we seem to get in our own way, although we've passed a lot of good stuff out of the House. We passed border security bill out of the House. Uh, Yesterday, we passed a bill that would prohibit uh, the crazy Biden electric vehicle mandates that require that 67 percent of all cars manufactured by 2032 have to be all electric, which is absolutely insane. Uh, so we passed that. But of course, it will be dead on arrival in the, you know, because they're Democrat controlled. You know, you're you're not you're not just like coasting into retirement. Uh, you, you've got a lot of stuff on your plate. Uh, you've been behind this this huge effort to protect our home appliances, which is shocking because if the Democrats had their way, we would not be able to have a potluck supper for uh, for, for Christmas. You know, what I said on the floor yesterday about that, you know, the Biden's mandate on all electric vehicles, I was like, do we live in communist China? Because first they came after our gas stoves. So I had to introduce a bill to prohibit them from going after and banning our gas stoves. Now they're going after our electric, uh, you know, our regular vehicles and want to mandate that we have all electric vehicles. And now they're going after everything in our house. So I have a whole big retirement community in my district that uses a certain type of heating furnace that uses natural gas. Well, they want to eliminate that with their new rules, Biden's new rules. And so all of these people would have to totally retrofit their whole house when they have to buy a new furnace. I mean, it's just insane after their obsession um, about how they believe that climate change is an existential threat. And so their whole lens on everything they do is based around that. In fact, there's two Democrats that just recently sponsored legislation that would allow all illegal immigrants or all everybody from the world that comes from a country that experiences climate change to legally migrate uh, to the United States. I guess they don't think there's enough people coming across our border illegally now. They want everybody in. Un, it's just really un, unbelievable. But before we let you go, Congresswoman, I'd love for you to weigh in on what we have seen play out on on the House of Representatives or in these committees over the past couple of days with the university presidents, um, th- this blatant anti-Semitism. Uh, we just talked about a horrible story about a coffee shop that refused to let a Jewish woman into their bathroom. Um, this is we are really on a very dangerous and slippery slope right back to 1930s Germany. 
Well, one of the major reasons that I ran for Congress and that Republicans run for Congress is, quite frankly, to save our country. And these are one of the things that we see when we when we hear from university presidents that do not condemn the genocide of uh, the Jewish people. That's absolutely insane. And and I was just talking to a lady from the Romanian parliament this morning, and that used to be a communist country. They're very supportive of Republican principles. And, you know, I think too many people in the United States haven't experienced the threats of communism, and they don't realize what they're talking about and what they're allowing. And it is scary. It's very scary. We're seeing the moral decay of our country. And uh, certainly when we're allowing these radical protesters on our universities and they're not fighting against them, that is a major problem. Well, um, we're going to leave it there. Uh, we just we just think you've done a great job, and I personally just thank you for always being available, coming on the show. And, of course, you're right. You're not retiring, so we got to have you back on even after you, you leave Congress. Well, I hope so. And by then, my hands-off or home appliances bill will have passed out of the U.S. House of Representatives. It passed out of committee yesterday. So I'm going to continue to fight for consumer choice and liberty and freedom, and I'm not going to give up the fight. Love it. And if and if you if you um, are ever in Memphis, the ribs are on me. So uh, we will treat you to a feast. I would love it. All right, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, everybody, represents the 8th Congressional District in Arizona, and she is doing a terrific job. Um, By the way, announcing her retirement from Congress, I suspect maybe I was reading between the lines there, but um, she might be uh, doing some stuff there in Arizona. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. All right, we've got to take a break. When we come back, James in North Carolina, uh, we will go to you. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Well, I know that, that you love Newsmax, everybody. And I first, I want to say thank you to, to all of you who've been watching um, our Newsmax TV show, we, we've had a lot of fun with it, growing a very big audience, and we're very excited about it, and the future is looking really, really great. Uh, many of you know that Newsmax had to stop the, the free stream on the apps, and, and I get it, uh, but you need to understand there was a reason why, um, and you guys I know are missing your shows like Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta, Greg Kelly, so they launched Newsmax Plus. And uh, so far, more than 175,000 people have already signed up. More than 175,000 people. That's huge. Newsmax Plus uh, lets you watch the the channel on your phone, your home TV, and you also get the N2 platform, which streams the Todd Stern Show. And uh, Newsmax Plus, as you know, has the best Donald Trump shows ever. 
which is just one of the many reasons why you need to consider signing up for Newsmax Plus today. It will not cost you anything to start. So here's the deal. If you go to NewsmaxPlus.com right now, you will get a free trial. There is absolutely no risk. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. And uh, check out and see why uh, more than 175,000 people have decided to subscribe to NewsmaxPlus.com. This story from Memphis, Tennessee, from television station WREG. Now, we have a radical district attorney. Dieter, this, that's fair assessment, right? Steve Mulroy, he is a radical leftist. That loves Star Trek. Oh, that's right. He dresses up in He's the a, costumes. A, a rogue Trekkie. So he really does. He dresses up in the Star Trek outfits, and uh, he is a radical leftist um, styled after one George Soros. So here's the story. A man charged with stealing merchandise 21 times over the last year had all but five of his cases dismissed by the district attorney's office. Memphis police are currently looking for Jeremy Horton, age 37, for yet again shoplifting at a T-Mobile store last week. They say he took about $600 in electronics and threatened to shoot up the business. According to court records, he also made threats of violence in some of the other cases that were thrown out of court. His record goes back to 2008. Over the last 14 years, He's been charged nearly 40 times with theft of property. But the longest sentence he has received is six months behind bars. This is insane, ladies and gentlemen. All of the cases were misdemeanors and involved thefts of less than $1,000. But so far, in 2023 alone, Horton is accused of stealing a total of $6,000 in merchandise from area stores. So why is this guy out? Why is he allowed to walk the streets? The store manager, according to Channel 3, told officers she recognized Horton because he's a frequent shoplifter. He's not a frequent customer, Dieter. He's a frequent criminal. Yeah, I think last time I checked, you had to pay for those headphones. The speaker. walked out. Yeah. 37 years old and 30, 21 times just this year alone. So third, so he's clocked in a shoplifting case for every year he's been he's been doing this if he's thirty seven Todd and he's has thirty five shoplifting cases that's one every year since he's been two years old. I think he may be doubling up though. Yeah, unless he was you know going into the, I don't know, babies are us. <laughs> he could have been stealing those pacifiers what i love is that he not only had the audacity to steal the bluetooth speaker you know the the i watch from this t-mobile he looks at the clerk and she looks at him the wrong way and he says i will shoot you for looking at me it's insane this is nuts and this is happening in memphis and this is not the anomaly so again this district attorney is letting hardened criminals out of out of jail and they're not they're not prosecuting these cases. This is unbelievable. Get this. Are you ready for this, Ben Dieter? According to the Daily Memphian, fewer than 40 trials have been completed in Shelby County over the last year. How is that possible? What are all these judges doing? What are they smoking? No, that's a good question. 
This is absolutely insane. It's retail. They're, they're legalizing retail theft. I think that's what it looks like. It has to be. It's like every single day. It's a GameStop or the city gear. Those are the two. <laughs> a speaker or some Air Ones, the Air Forces, Nike. The oh, shoes. is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. We call them sneakers back in the day. What is a sneaker? Never is that mind. chocolate? All right, we're going <laughs> to go shopping at Target. All right, we got to take a break here, folks. Hour three of the big show coming up. Let's hope I don't forget any more guests. Poor Congressman Lesko. Jeez, Lou. Um, all right, 901-260-5926, our number. Well, sorry, sorry, Mr. President. We kept you on hold for 30 minutes. My bad. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starrs. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Hello. Hello. Testing. Testing. Is America on? Hello. Oh, there we go. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Todd Stearns uh, with you today. Hope you're doing well. So uh, I've been going through some. Um, I've been going through some of these tests. So the good news is I'm he- I'm I'm almost healthy as a horse, but not quite. Uh, but anyway, I was um, going through the a series of these things, and I try to do all of it after the show, and uh, it is absolutely nothing to worry about at all. Um, but uh, came through the uh, the heart stuff uh, with flying colors. Turns out gravy really is a lubricant. Who knew that, ladies and gentlemen? So uh, that's good news. And so anyway, um, Dieter, I'm I'm on the slab, and they're sticking me into this large like tube. Uh, this they kind of it's sort of like a cannoli, and um, and so they stick you into this tube, and then they have to do all these pictures and everything. Are you awake in the tube? Awake for the whole thing. Okay, I'm I'm a bit claustrophobic, uh, but I've gotten used to it. So it's just kind of like a mind thing. But then they give you music to listen to because it's so loud. Uh, they give you the headphones, and then they, like, select a musical. So the lady asked – I did this one time, and I learned my lesson because I said, well, wh- I said, what kind of music do you think I listen to? And so she goes – I said, you just select. And so the next thing you know, I'm listening to, like, Taylor Swift. And I'm like, wow, you misread that one, lady. I had to turn on, like, the Gaither vocal band or something. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, more like John Rich, but okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Southern gospel is what I hear as I'm off to glory land, but who knows? I mean, I guess it could be worse. It could be like hip hop or something. I don't know. (laughs) So anyway, I'm in this tube and, you know, you're just, I'm always, I'm always very relaxed and chill uh, when I have to go to the doctor or I have to go to the hospital for a test. And, and, you know, after the heart surgery, and if we have new listeners, and by the way, welcome to all of our, um, our Newsmax, um, our, our Newsmax crew. 
who are we're simulcasting this hour. Um, one of the interesting components about all of uh, about all of this is um, in 2005, I had to have open heart surgery, and I got a mechanical heart valve. And I realized after that, there's really no need getting worried or getting anxious because ultimately what is going to happen is going to happen. And you have you as the person, you have absolutely no control over what is about to happen to you. So the the issue there is don't get alarmed. Don't get riled up about anything. Just, Just go with the flow. And that's what I do now. You so, just get in the tube and take orders. Just got in the tube and <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. And by the way, this is kind of cool. So, you know, you've got this big machine and you're literally in the machine like a giant Italian cannoli dessert. And you look, I was glancing up and there are like these cute little cartoon figures. And they're basically like Pac-Man heads from the old <laughs> uh, video games. And uh, one, of the, one of the Pac-Mans is breathe in. You know, they, you have to breathe in hold your breath, and then breathe out. And so the little cartoon characters pop up. You know, like there's one that's breathing in, and then there's one that's – and I'm like, oh, that's very clever. just takes your mind off the fact that you're stuck inside a giant machine. Mm. So anyway, all that to say, as uh, the lady, as I was coming out of the tube on the slab, the lady comes over and she says, uh, Mr. Starnes, do you mind if I, if I ask you a question? And I said, no, not at all. She goes, did you used to work at Fox News? <laughs> That's awkward. I said, well, it depends. Were you a fan? (laughs) So you always want anybody who has the power to stick you with a needle, you always want to make sure you're on their good side. That's all I'm saying here. So anyway. All right. um, I have no idea why we're, I think the show has somehow gone off the rails today. And I'm not, I think it may have happened in the last hour with our our great conversation with Debbie Lesko. Anyway. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you on the Todd Stearns Radio Program. We've got a lot going on this hour of the show. Congressman Greg Stubbe is going to be here in uh, just a little while. He is chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, Coming up on the Newsmax 2 show at 3 o'clock Eastern, we've got Dr. Carol Swain joining us as well. But I want to bring your attention to a story we have up on our website and something very, very odd, something very strange is going on in this country. And it is a very slippery and steep slope that we are on. And I'm talking about anti-Semitism. And it is getting ugly out there. We we have a story up on the website from California where a Jewish woman was told that she could not use the bathroom at a, um, at a coffee house in Oakland, California. We have that story up on our website, toddstarns.com. Also, uh, coming out of Minnesota, uh, we have a story about a school that canceled a Hanukkah song. They removed a Hanukkah song from a school concert there in Rochester, Minnesota, because people were concerned it um, it might offend pro-Palestinian sympathizers. Uh, television station KTTC reports they received a call from a concerned parent The parent said they found out the choir was originally going to sing a Hanukkah song, but the choir teacher removed the song and said it would be controversial due to the ongoing Israel-Hamas war. But that's not the only place this is happening. We also understand in the beautiful state of Maine, they have banned the Star of David 
from a, a light show. This happening in uh, the town of Westbrook, where the star of David was removed. Arab American citizens were reportedly offended by the image. There was the menorah celebration in Williamsburg, Virginia, that was canceled over fears it could offend the Palestinians. That even drew the outrage of Governor Glenn Youngkin, who said singling out the Jewish community by canceling Hanukkah is absurd and anti-Semitic. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just curious, do you share these concerns about the rise of anti-Semitism in America, and how do we address this issue? Do we just expect, first of all, do we expel all the Palestinian migrants? Do we allow more of them into the country? If, if Nikki Haley was president of the United States, we would be making room for one million Palestinian refugees right now in America. That's Nikki Haley. So uh, are, are, is this something that we should be concerned with? Now, I know that many of you are Christians, and many of you who are Christians may be saying, well, wait a second, we're getting attacked just about every day, and we don't make the evening news, and that's true. That is a fair point. But I contend that attacks on Jewish citizens are also attacks on Christian citizens. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder that our founding documents, the foundation of our country, is based on Judeo-Christian teachings. Judeo-Christian teachings. So we've all got skin in this game. And one day they're banning the Jews from the bathroom at the, the local coffee house, and the next day they could be banning all of you Christians as well. Us Christians. All right, we got to take a quick break here. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Starn Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, so much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> but when you feel like the only kid in town this without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. All so right, welcome Kirk back, Douglas everybody. James a little Adam Sandler the there, uh, blowback from the, uh, uh, gosh, what, the old SNL day. So well done, Adam Sandler. Uh, let's go to the phones here, 901-260-5926. Let's start in California. Betty is hanging out with us today. Hi, Betty, what's on your mind? Oh, I'm really uh, upset, and I really had to call because I've wanted to call for so long. How dare those people demonstrate against uh, our Jewish people? Every every knee should bow and pray for peace in Jerusalem and pray for peace throughout this world. And why don't we 
get a, an airplane uh, and uh, and the Kennedy Airport and put all those people on there that are demonstrating against Israel and the United States and put them on there and take them over there and drop them off. So, so Betty, you're talking about mass migration. That that's what you're doing. That's what you're talking about here. Yeah, I look. I I think I think that's a brilliant idea. And again, if you if you hate America, you hate the fact that we allow people to practice their faith here in this country. Fine, go back to where you go back to where you came from, or get out of here. I'm sure they would more than welcome you in Gaza City. Lots of opportunities, especially in the construction business these days. So, Betty, good for you, ma'am. And and I am just as disgusted as you are um, that that there is this kind of stuff happening on American soil. It is absolutely unacceptable. Uh, Let's go to Houston, Texas. Mary joins us today. Hi, Mary. What's on your mind? Hi. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Good. I never do this. I'm a little bit shy about it, but I have family members and friends that are Jewish and a recent baby that was born in July, finally a granddaughter, and she's going to be raised Jewish. And I am emotionally um, upset and angry that I have been here for 66 years in the United States, and I have never been so upset with the way that our government is turning and the way that we, as uh, conservatives, Republicans, independents, liberals, moderates, are watching the devastation in attempts for the Palestinians that have been granted um, visas or have worked for citizenship here in the United States or have simply crossed the border at our current administration's um, liking to get away with this. Now, now, Mary, being in Texas, I have to imagine that, that you're getting to see this in real time. Not only are these people coming across from Palestine, they're crossing our border and uh, many of them are coming from the Middle East, young men of military age, uh, also coming from places like North Africa. These are hotbeds of anti-Semitism, and they're coming right here to America. I'm, I'm, I'm devastatedly angry. I'm frustrated. I've been asked as a non-Jew to put a menorah up in my window. I don't have one. I'm not Jewish, but I am asking people around my neighborhood I'm upset that people are telling me that I'm taking a risk to do that. So now I'm fearful, but at the same time, I'm pissed. I am so pissed off that this country would even allow the utterance of anti-Jew, anti-Semitism in this country. I'm well, just Mary, here's, so here's, here's what needs to happen here, and I think that's a noble thing. Uh, putting up a menorah in solidarity with with the Jewish people, we can't be afraid. It, it it disgusted me that Gavin Newsom took the annual Christmas tree lighting there at the state capitol in Sacramento and literally took it to a virtual event because he was afraid of the protest. They've been lighting that Christmas tree for ninety two years in California, and to cower uh, at the sight of these pro Palestinian mobs, forget that nonsense. This is America. You stand up and you light your Christmas tree. And and I I love your spirit here, Mary, because we need more of that. We need to say not in our country. And and also for the Jewish people, 
why the heck are you folks still voting Democrat? What is wrong with you? This is this is the problem. You have got to start facing up to the facts that when you elect Democrats to office, you are giving a platform to anti-Semitism in this country, and you got to call it out. Mary, God bless you, and God bless your great family there. Uh, let's go to El Paso, Texas. Carol is on the line. Hi, Carol. What's going on? Hello. I don't know what all the issue is about Jewish people. I'm half Italian and half English, and I wasn't raised to hate. Um, I think this is instilled in the schools. I'm really starting to believe that wholeheartedly with what I've seen over Harvard, Yale, the presidents being uh, the presidents of those schools being uh, anti-Semitic. Carol, look, this is, I think it was horrifying for a lot of people, even uh, Jake Sherman, uh, one of the more liberal reporters, political reporters, was stunned by, by what he saw. But I think the Republicans did the country a favor by exposing this uh, this anti-Semitism that has infested these university campuses and especially the prominent and prestigious universities like Harvard, MIT, and the University of Pennsylvania. So here's what needs to happen there, Carol. We've got to send a very clear message that this will not be tolerated. How do you send that message? You call the university and you say, no more money. We're not sending you a single penny. If you're a parent, have your kid go to another college. Because if you're giving tuition money to Harvard or MIT, you are funding this Jewish hatred and also this Christian hatred that is out there. And do not forget, as much as they hate the Jews, they hate the Christians. So this is an attack on the very foundations of this country. And unless we push back and we do it with the almighty dollar, they're not going to learn their lesson here. All right, Carol, God bless you, and and thank you for calling in. So Axios has an interesting report. They're saying that Melania Trump is one of the fiercest supporters of Tucker Carlson, and she believes that he ought to be her husband's running mate. So you could possibly, theoretically, have a Trump-Carlson presidential ticket coming up in 2024. How do you feel about that, ladies and gentlemen? Do you think Tucker Carlson would make a good vice presidential running mate? 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. We're going to be taking your calls on that issue in just a few moments. We are able to get one more call worked in here, folks, before we go to break. Let's go to North Carolina. Doug, Doug, what is on your mind, sir? Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Storms. I uh, appreciate everything that you do and, and uh, your stance that you take on uh, Newsmax. Thank you. Um, first off, I'd just like to thank our military uh, forces, the uh, Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, Space Force, <clears throat> and Coast Guard. I hope that everybody will remember the sacrifices that they make for the, for this country and for their families this time of year at the Thanksgiving holiday season. Um, also, we need to folks. There are folks that are in the know that watch shows like yours to get informed, and then there are other people that just stick their head in the sand. And the folks that are like us that are in the know, we need to get out and tell these folks that's got their head in the sand to get it out and realize what's going on in the United States of America in our in our country, uh, what's going across the world. 
you can't make a difference unless you go to the polls and vote. Uh, here in North Carolina, we've got a primary coming up in March, and we've got a lot of, um, we've got, a, unfortunately, a lot of Republicans that need to re- be replaced. And, and Doug, we're going to have to leave it there because we're coming up on a break. But to your point, you're right. We have to get engaged. If Look, if just 30% of Republican voters went out on Election Day, we'd be doing a heck of a lot better in this country than we are right now. Just 30%. Uh, all right, folks, hang tight. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. And we also welcome our great audience on Newsmax 2, now simulcasting uh, the last hour of the radio show. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us Congressman Greg Stubbe from the uh, beautiful state of Florida. Congressman, hope you're doing well today. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. You know, Congressman, uh, before we get to the uh, the new IRS whistleblower evidence out there, I um, just have to say uh, you guys in the House have done an incredible job exposing a lot of this anti-Semitism on university campuses. I'm curious, were you surprised by the testimony uh, that you heard earlier this week coming from the uh, three university presidents, Harvard, MIT, and University of Pennsylvania? Yeah, it's pretty amazing that you have your major universities who are supporting anti-Semitism on their campuses and uh, how far we have fallen as it relates to that in the last couple of years after the atrocities that we've seen Hamas commit against Israel. And you're seeing the, the pro-Palestine um, um, rallies. And it, it's, it's, it's just pretty amazing. Uh, we, we, I've seen them up here in Washington, and um, you kind of expect it here in D.C., but you don't expect it in our universities. It's, I, I hope it's an eye-opener for the rest of the country, and uh, I've been impressed with some of the more liberal political reporters uh, really opening up their eyes and seeing what's, what's going on in this country because it is a slippery slope uh, to, to 1930s Germany, in my estimation, when you see some of this rabid anti-Semitism in the streets of American cities. Well, and it's being spoken in the halls of Congress from members of Congress. Um, you have, just this week, there was a, a bill we voted on to support Israel, um, and it was, I think I, I may have the number off by a couple, but there was like 84 Democrats that voted present. I mean, since when... Do we, as, as Americans, not support our only real ally in the Middle East, Israel, and to the point where 84 Democrats have to vote present because a lot of them probably have Jewish individuals in their districts and they don't want to you know, get on either side of the pro-Palestinian debate or, um, or a pro-Israel debate. And it's just absolutely fascinating that the Democrats are heeding to the far left side of their party that are pro-Palestinian and pro-Hamas. Congressman, while all that is happening, of course, uh, the the work continues on 
this Hunter Biden and the the, the family crime syndicate there. Um, we understand there has been some new IRS whistleblower evidence released. Is that is is that going to move the needle? And are we going to see the president or anyone for that matter held 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 accountable? Well, I filed impeachment articles uh, months ago because I thought at that point we had enough evidence to move forward. We are being told that next week we will hold a vote on an impeachment inquiry vote. And what that does is give the House a lot more legal standing because at this point, once we uh, they're supposed to be bringing in Hunter, I think it's the 16th he's supposed to come in and speak. And if he doesn't show and we do we have to go to court, it gives the House a lot more legal standing to stand on if we've actually formally opened an impeachment inquiry. So my hope is that happens next week. I, I, I think it should have happened six months ago. But we have so much evidence now. Just this week, the IRS whistleblowers came back in. And the depths of the weaponization of the DOJ, um, there was some questioning right before me about Tony Bobolinsky, And they had asked from another member, and they had, they had said that the DOJ prevented them from interviewing him. So that gentleman's time was out. And so I went right in and when my time was up and I asked him who, who, so you as IRS agents investigating crimes told the DOJ that you wanted to speak to Tony Bobolinsky because we've all seen the interview that Tucker Carlson did. And, and the DOJ told you, you can't do that. And they both under oath said, yes. And I said, who is it um, that within the DOJ that, that prohibited you from being able to do that? And they both answered Leslie Wolf. So that's the next person on the list of people that we're going to bring in and subpoena and ask questions because she was kind of the lead architect in playing defense for the Biden administration, for Joe Biden, for Hunter Biden, against these IRS whistleblowers. We're not allowing to put political figure number one on warrants, on, um, on all these different things that, they were tra- that the investigators were trying to do. So the depth of the weaponization is real. And you have testimony on that. And then they brought in more evidence that corroborates all these other things that were going on, especially as it relates to Burisma emails between individuals congratulating Hunter and, and Joe and some of these other people on uh, getting the prosecutor fired. Uh, and they got paid six point seven. The Biden family got paid six point seven million dollars for that. Uh, and that's actions that Joe Biden took while he was vice president. It's absolutely astonishing. Now, now, Congressman, um, is there a concern among among Republicans that a, a lot of this might get lost on the American people? I mean, there's just so much, so much evidence um, that it, it's hard for the average American citizen to grasp. Okay, here's here's what is criminally wrong, or here's why this is a problem. This is why the president needs to be impeached. Yeah, it can, which is why I, I am very succinct, and I wish the, the hearing this week was televised because there was a couple of members that yielded time to me, and I, I, I questioned for 15 minutes. And the narrative from the left, the Democrats, the mainstream media, is there's no evidence to, that Joe Biden committed any crimes or was involved in any of this, and that is just an absolute, complete, outright lie. And so what I tried to focus on was facts and evidence and make it clear to the American people through the witnesses who've been investigating this. Uh, and one of them is Burisma. So we know now that the Hunter, that the Biden family received $6.7 million from Burisma, Burisma and Ukrainian officials. And we, Joe Biden's on camera uh, uh, bragging about taking away, threatening to take away a billion dollars in U.S. aid if they didn't fire the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma. And then there's now email traffic, which was released this week, um, that, that 
through the people that were involved in this, congratulating them for doing that. Um, so he took official action as the vice president of the United States and his family was rewarded in millions of dollars. And we also now know through the work in the oversight committee, Owaska is a company, an LLC that was run by the Biden family. And they received uh, millions of dollars from a Chinese Communist Party energy company. And we now have evidence, evidence that Joe Biden then received money from that. Now, it was after he was vice president, which makes sense, because you're not going to want to do that while he's vice president. But you now have financial records that show that Joe Biden received money from the very same company that the Chinese Communist Party gave money to from their work with the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, it's just... The, the evidence to me is overwhelming. And, oh, I want to make this quick point, too, before our time is up, is there was um, 327 different emails that Joe Biden was on using fictitious email accounts. One of them is like robinware426 at gmail.com. And now that we have that information, thanks to the whistleblowers, we are now going to request, Comer's already requested it, from the National Archives to get the content of those emails. But this is the president that said he knew nothing about his son's business dealings, yet he had 327 different emails from fictitious emails accounts while he was vice president to Hunter Biden, to Eric Schwering, who was running all of these entities, to Hunter Biden's accountant, all of these different individuals. He was very, very much involved in exactly what was going on in, the, in all of these uh, Biden crime family dealings. All right. Well, we are going to have to leave it there, Congressman, and a great, great intel and an insight uh, as we move closer and closer to what we hope will be the impeachment of Joe Biden. I know a lot of people have been very frustrated about the timeline, and it sounds like you have as well, but it certainly looks like that is going to be happening sooner rather than later. I sure hope so. All right, Congressman Greg Stubbe, everybody out of Florida on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We are going to have to take a quick break here. Our telephone number, and we are going right to your phone calls, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. You know I look up right now? It's because I've been sobbing. I was just talking with customer support with my bank. I was calling about some bank stuff. The lady, like, was super nice. So she called me Mr. Carter, which is, I mean, like, my voice is deep. I get it. I was like, oh, actually, it's Miss Carter. And she's like, oh, sorry. And then she just proceeded to call me Carter. <laughs> but she kept saying, sir. And it is accidental, and she'd correct herself. But at some point during the call, I just started sobbing because, like, you know, the, the dysphoria has been a lot lately. I feel so bad because she, she heard me sobbing. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I know how it feels, sir. I mean, ma'am. <laughs> I don't blame her at all. All right. Um, ben Dieter, you, you just heard that young, that young man. <laughs> wait, uh, that was a man. Wait, what, what was going on there? So this is a guy who identifies as a gal. But unfortunately, his voice doesn't identify as a gal. And uh, he was making a phone call, 
and the person on the other end, a customer service. So if, if that voice called you, let me, we'll just play, we're going to play role play here. All right. So you're customer service and, and I'm calling in. And so you say, customer service, how can I help you? Customer service, how can I help you? Yes, um, I'd like to place an order. Um, I'm having an, an issue with X, Y, or Z, and um, and then you would ask my name. I would say, can I get a name and a number? Yes, my name is Carla. And you would say, oh, well, uh, thank you, sir, uh, <laughs> because I sound like a man. I sound like Carl, not I would Carla. Go, Pardon me? So the guy was upset because the lady at customer service kept calling him sir. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, it sounds like a frat dude. It sounds like a dude I would want to go drink a beer with at a fraternity. Why would you want to drink a beer with someone like that? Well, he sounds like a frat dude. No, no, no. He's a transgender dude who's a nut job. But the voice is registering as someone who would, you know. All right, now that we know the context, can we play this again? I know I look f***ed up right now. It's because I've been sobbing. I was just talking with customer support with my bank. I was calling about some bank stuff. The lady, like, was super nice. So she called me Mr. Carter, which is, I mean, like, my voice is deep. I get it. I was like, oh, actually, it's Miss Carter. And she's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, sir. And then she just proceeded to call me Carter. <laughs> but she kept saying, sir. And it is accidental. And she didn't correct herself. But at some point during the call, I just started sobbing because, like, you know, the, okay, the uh, enough of that. Enough of that. All right, so look, I, yeah, I've been there. You know, you're, you're dealing with the bank, and it's a little frustrating, but I don't know why you would be sobbing. Look, the mere fact that this guy is sobbing because a customer service agent called a man with a deep voice, sir, that guy needs help. Well, it's, it's unfortunate, and, and it's always unfortunate if you have a mental illness, and I think Vivek Ramaswamy pointed that out at the debate last night, but for the dudes that want to pretend to be girls they have it rougher can i say that than the other way around because you could always make your voice lower like you see these girls try to do that but you can't really make your voice higher you can tell he's trying it sounds weird right yeah hi my name is tadina (laughs) what's the female version of todd tina Tina? Oh, that's not, <laughs> Tina Star. I'm not going to be a Tina. <laughs> Don't call me that. I'm not a Tina. <laughs> that's terrible. You're going to be canceled. I'm in such big trouble right now. We are triggering so many people right now. Media uh, is calling. <laughs> Put them on hold. Maybe they'll learn something. Oh, um, hey, I've got to play this on it. This is actually Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, last night at the debate, um, he called out all, all these other candidates because, you know, they they worship Donald Trump until they want to run for the White House. Cut 13. Here's my issue with all three of my other colleagues on this debate stage is all three of them have been licking Donald Trump's boots for years for money and endorsements. Ron DeSantis, you've been a great governor, but you would have never been one without actually begging Donald Trump for that endorsement. And you attacked him in your book a year ago. Same thing with Chris Christie as a lobbyist, begging them for COVID money for his special interests in New Jersey, prepping him for the debates last time around. These people are now Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted 
to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform? That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech? That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (laughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday morning quarterbacking and criticizing him when it's convenient. All right. Well, I think he went over his 60-second allotment there. But, But look, there was a lot packed in there, and he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And, and good for Ramaswamy for calling everybody out on that nonsense. Uh, real quick, let's go to Virginia. Uh, Gianna joins us and wants to weigh in on President Trump's possible running mate. Uh, what you got for us? Oh, hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, uh, Tucker Carlson, I, I think, will be a great running mate for Donald Trump. Yeah. Why do you think so? Why do you like Tucker Carlson? Um, he's... Um, He's just very honest, and um, he's funny. He likes to laugh, and he, he's just—he's um, very genuine. So, so, and, um, and those are the—those are the qualities you want in a vice presidential running mate for Donald Trump. Um, basically, yes. Uh, someone who is honest and not a thief, and um, uh, stands by America. Yeah, yeah. Someone well, Gianna, better than his last. Uh, yeah, well, no yeah. doubt about that. Well, thank you for that call, and uh, thank you for listening today. Let's go to Florida. Richie is on the line. Hi, Richie. What's on your mind? How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. <clears throat> yeah, I just got off the phone a little while ago with uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, you know, I called up in Tallahassee, and I got to run around. It was like the girl was chewing gum, like you're doing the old sitcoms while she's talking, going, yeah. I feel what you're saying. Doing her I nails. Yes, I told them. I says, down here, when he goes on a debate stage and make it sound like he's a great governor, first of all, he inherited a great Florida. Okay? He did things with uh, schools and this and that and books. I understand that. He was supposed to, one year ago, try to figure out why is our house insurance, our car insurance, everything going up. He picked a fight two months later with Disney. He dropped all of us. My house insurance, and I'm telling you the truth, in the last two and a half years, went up $600, last year 600 now this year 700 My car insurance ballooned. I told you one time when I was on this show, now the low-class uh, area in Bavard County in Florida, a one-bedroom apartment is $1,400. I made more money 25 years ago in New York than I am now in Florida. So when you're making only seventeen, eighteen, twenty dollars an hour, you can't buy this. You come down here, it looks like San Francisco. So are you actually wants to send So Richie, let me jump in here because we're running uh, we're running late on time here. So uh, you, all of what you just said is that why Donald Trump is leading and beating Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida? Yes or no? Yes, because they see what, what 
two-faced about it. All right, Richie, we got to leave it there. Uh, the music's going to cut us off here, so thank you for listening. Hey, folks, join us on Newsmax 2 uh, for the big show coming up in just a few moments. We're going to be talking to our good friend, Dr. Carol Swain, and uh, again, talking about the big issues of the day. Stick around, everybody, and uh, you be good, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.